0: Hey there, folks, this is Goose, And I'm Ripken. And we are the Wrestle Nerds, folks. And you're listening to Random Ramblings with our boy Rob. Yeah, I just love listening to this guy to shoot the shit about everyday life and what his pros and cons in life are, pretty much. And if you love Rob, and maybe you like yourself some wrestling, be sure to check us out. We're on YouTube. And we're on Twitter and Instagram,
1: at WrestleNerds, folks. Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings <laughs> with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> boom, boom, <laughs> Yeah! boom. Boom. We can we can. boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, before I get started, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back every week and listening to my new episodes that I post up, which have been extremely late, but in any case, thank you. Or you listen to podcasts. You might not listen to it week to week. You might have a whole backlog of podcasts you listen to and you stack them up and you listen to them by show or you damn listen to them by length, which is the shortest to the longest or the longest to the shortest. I'm not talking about penises, but Thank you. And if you're a new listener, I'm sorry to be talking about penises right off the bat. (laughs) Yeah, it is currently Sunday morning. Usually the episode will be done and chopped up by now. But I got a little too grown last night drinking alcohol, spending time with Mrs. B-Rob and everything. So I was like, fuck this couch. I'm going to sleep. But hey, we're getting it done right now, baby. So my guest this week is my man James I worked with him a little bit on the clusterfuck known as who lives last I know y'all probably tired of me talking about this goddamn movie I'd have been on other podcasts talking about this goddamn movie and it's gonna eventually come a time to where I'm not gonna either talk about this movie no more or I'm gonna stop having guests that I met through that production on the show so I mean one day the beatings will stop one day morale will improve but for now, I got my man James on. here. He is a certified badass. He got certificates to prove it. Jiu-jitsu and all kind of other forms of martial arts. I, I seen this dude the very first time on the set of that clusterfuck. And he was damn doing this thing with a bo staff. And he was just flipping that thing all around and doing all the crazy shit that I wish I could do. But um, I had to reach out to this dude and get him on the show. I wanted to get a little more background on the dude. And, you know, he trained with Jason Frank. He runs a martial arts school. Jason Frank is the Green Ranger from Power Rangers. OG style. If you didn't know. And um, it was just cool, man, because, I mean, we had a lot of similar interests as a child. He pursued it more than I did. But you get to hear that straight from the horse's mouth. And we talked about motherfucking three ninjas which is one of my favorite Kung Fu movies of all time. <laughs> well, I'm probably not all time, but as a kid, that was my shit. Fucking Rocky, Colt, and Chunk. <laughs> uh, I think it was Chunk. No, Tum Tum. It was motherfucking Tum Tum. Yeah. I used to love the hell out of that damn movies. That damn movie. That damn <laughs> Those movies. It's plural. It's more than one, damn it. But I mean, me and my friends used to rough tumble around and kick the shit out of each other. I think I threw my hip out one time trying to do some fly shit. I jumped off the couch and there was a dude in front of me and I tried to kick him. And then hurry up and bring my leg back and kick the dude behind me because I thought I was on some Jean-Claude Van Damme type shit. So didn't work out for me. I threw my hip out. My shit was sprung. Walking with a limp for like a week. But it was great to catch up with my man, James. And um, you tell you how you damn thought he was going to get eaten by a bear and die and how bricks suck to break and boards and all that crap. And we'll roll right into this edition of the Random Realms of a Rob podcast featuring my man James. Hey, Rob. How are you, buddy? Hanging in there, dude.
0: You staying in trouble?
1: It's just a little bit.
0: <laughs> right on, man. How's your week been? Are you ready for Thanksgiving?
1: you fucking right. I'm trying to eat all the foods.
0: <laughs> right on, man. Hold on one second. Sorry, buddy. I had like... just a million things going on this morning, so... Yeah, no problem. So what's up, man? What's new with you?
1: Uh, Just my facial hair. That's about it. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, dude. For real. I hear you, man.
1: What's going on over on that side?
0: Nothing really, dude. Just trying to stay out of trouble. You know. Have you heard anything about um, when we're going to start filming again?
1: No, but I've been receiving random texts from him um, showing me pictures of him in Hollywood and all kind of shit like that.
0: <laughs> just trying to rub it in or something, huh? I guess so. The only, I saw like a sneak peek preview of like I guess a new trailer they're working on or something like that. But Well you see that I was like but um one of the executive producers um he was uh, sc- sending me pictures, like screenshots of like um of the trailer, I guess. Yeah. And then uh he, he emailed me it. He emailed me it, so I saw it in that
1: yeah, I've seen um, the one that they put out on YouTube.
0: Yeah, I saw that one too. I saw that one too. So.
1: But just. That, um,
0: but as far as.
1: Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, but I, from what I was told, they're going to start filming again in, I think, mid December or January or something.
1: Yeah, that's what I originally heard too. But um, I know probably just about as much as you do right now.
0: Yeah, well, they need to get. Get the shit in gear,
1: you know what i mean yeah well let's let's just talk about that whole experience anyway. I mean, how did you even happen upon the movie anyway i think um the the drone pilot hooked you up, didn't
0: he yeah, so okay, so what happened was is I actually um the drone pilot guy he's one of the executive producers, and so um, I've known him for a few years ago, so I used to work for um uh the actor um from Power Rangers. And so
1: What? Which one? Um, like so many.
0: <laughs> I, uh Jason Frank, he was uh he was Tommy from the Power Rangers. So oh, snap. um yeah, so I was um I was living in Phoenix and Jason and I we had the same Muay Thai instructor and so he offered me a teaching position for him to run one of his martial arts academies and so I was like, yeah, sure. So I moved out to uh to to Houston. And uh, that's how I met Matt, the the executive producer guy. He brought his kids into the academy and, um, he started training them there and everything like that. So I met him through there and, um, uh, Matt knew that I was doing acting lessons and, and doing different acting things. And so, um, I just get a, a text from him randomly one night. He said, Hey man, we're, we're filming this project on Sunday. Do you want to be a part of it? I was like, Yeah, sure. You know, and so. Um, he told me he was like, "Dude, just be there at like 5 a.m. in the morning." So what happened was, is I got up super early. Um, I brought my buddy with me, and when I got there, I called him. I was like, "Hey, man, I don't know what to do right now." He was like, "Oh, just go wait in the lobby for me." And so I went and I met him in the lobby, and I sat in like that the that, that office. You know what I'm talking about when you first go in? Yeah, yeah. I sat there for like 45 minutes or an hour and a half, and then I flagged him down. I was like, "Dude, what am I supposed to be doing?" I felt like. He goes, Oh, let me introduce you to the director. I was like, All right. So he took me to the director. He said, Hey, this is the guy I was telling you about, the martial arts guy. Um, I think he'd be really, really good soldier. And he was like, All right, soldier, go to wardrobe. And that was kind of much it. And so next thing I know, you know, they sh- strapped me in that airman suit. And and then I'm filming like 10 minutes later. We filmed the first scene with <laughs> Sandy, the other, uh, the main soldier guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, just, just, uh, Crazy experience as a whole, cause um I was I was there, um before all you guys started showing up. I was I think I've been working with him for about a couple of weeks, I think three or four weeks or so. I just been coming to the office just about every day, watching, helping with like paperwork and you know yeah. calling people for auditions and all kind of things like that. And uh, just being around the director, man, was just like. Sh- I don't know how to ex- describe it. It was just like it it was an experience. Let's just put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I you know, I only had a few interactions with him. I had a couple um uh, but he's very uh eccentric, I guess is the word. Yes. Is the best word for my experience with him. I didn't know what to expect from him, you know. But so But everybody else was great to work with. Uh Sandy and then uh you
1: know those other soldier guys and everything like that but everybody else was really cool no it was uh funny uh sandy was the um the older guy right with the buzz cut right
0: yeah he was like the one that looked like rambo
1: yeah that no, was funny i mean i met him once before that day i mean i didn't like you know talk to him or anything like that i was um i think it was yeah. the first day i was there no, the second time I was there, because first day I went, I filled out the application, and they told me to come back Tuesday. So I was sitting in there Tuesday waiting to see the director for the first time, and he came yeah. out of the back room. And, he, you know, I said, when I described him to other people, I was like, yeah, he, he looked like that dude. He looked like one of those old-school military cats. You know what I mean? He got the gray hair, the buzz cut. He got the build for it. I said, but that day I seen him, he had a damn American flag tank top on with a green overcoat. Like army style, some cut off jean shorts and some combat boots.
0: No way, really?
1: Yeah, I was like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> Dude, well, dress for the job you want, you know?
1: <laughs> I guess. It well, he was, he was comfortable for him, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is because I was talking with him. Me and him shot the first scene together. Like, we were out in the watchtower and we're just kind of patrolling back and forth. We shot the first scene together, but me and him were talking. And we actually uh, went to the same acting school, um, and we had the same acting coach and stuff like that, uh, Trisha. And so I was like, well, man, small world. And so that was pretty
1: neat. But Is, it, is the school out here in Houston?
0: Yeah, um, it's uh, Next Actor Studio. It's um, by uh, Rice
1: University. Word, plugs. I had to get somebody from over there on here. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Um, I'll I'll give you Trisha's information, but she's, she's working on all kinds of projects, dude, all kinds of stuff. Sweet. So she's always busy.
1: Now, um, as far as, you know, you working on this and you say you're trying to get into some other acting gigs, I mean, are you working on anything else currently or got your eyeballs on anything?
0: You know, um, I can't talk a whole lot about it. Um, but I have a, um, a friend that's a filmographer and he wants um, if you're interested anyways, by the way, dude, I'm going to invite you, but he wants to, um, he wants to, um, put together a small short film project. Um, he has, um, a couple other friends, um, in California that like do all stunts and stuff like that. So he wants to put like together a short film thing, but right now he's working on something. So I, his, and his project I'm referring to right now, is kind of on the back burner, but I think that will probably start, um, in the spring of next year or something like that. So I guess right now for me, I'm just kind of, you know, just. Looking to kind of do whatever, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, I got you. And as far as the um, the martial arts academy and everything, how's that going?
0: No, it's going great, man. I mean, I teach I teach full time, six days a week, so um, it's like Thanksgiving break this time this week, so it's a little bit uh, died down, but everything's going great with that, man.
1: Well, shit. Well, what got you there? What got you uh, interested in pursuing martial arts and all kinds of stuff?
0: You know, that's a it's funny that you mentioned that. So I started martial arts when I was like six or seven. Um, and I only wanted to do it because, you know, like, you know, if you remember those old movies like Three Ninjas oh, yeah. and Surf Ninjas and Ninja Turtles, like anything with ninjas in it, man. So when I was a kid, that's all I'd watch, and i wanted want to be a ninja. But, um, you know, I was the the oldest of two other brothers. And so my parents, uh, they're like, you know, we're going to put you in martial arts because you need discipline. And, you know, I didn't care about that. I just wanted to, to like, do flips and kicks and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I originally... That's how it started. My parents, you know, I think my uncle was a, a martial artist and he was in, from the military and he was like, you know, that kid needs some discipline. But back in the 90s, you know, martial arts then isn't like what it is now. Oh, back no. in the day, dude, they were super strict, like really strict. Nowadays, you know, the teaching um, style has been a little bit redefined for, you know, kids nowadays and stuff. You can't you can't train kids now like they did back in the early 90s and, yeah. and stuff like that, but... Um, but yeah, so I, you know, that's how I got started. My parents said I needed discipline and I was like, yeah, I'm all about that. And so they just put me in, in martial arts and I just kind of stuck with it. I didn't really want to do anything else. It was kind of funny is I remember, I remember back in like third and fourth and second grade when they do all those, you know, evaluation quizzes, like what do you want to be when you grow up and stuff like that. And like my number one thing was martial arts instructor and the second was actor. And so it's just kind of funny. You know, like when I look back, I'm like, oh, dude, I want to do both of those things and now I'm pursuing both of those things. So, but I, I just never stopped doing martial arts and then, uh, went to college, un- University of Wisconsin for, for business and cause I knew I wanted to open up my own martial arts school. And, but like that was one of my first full-time jobs, uh, was teaching. And, and so this is what I've been doing ever since I got my first teaching job at 18 and, and now I'm 29. So I've been teaching for over 10 years.
1: Sweet. So, uh, that's, that's freaking crazy i used to love them damn movies man damn all right dude. quick question which one dude. which which one is better three ninjas or three ninjas kickback
0: oh, uh, i'm gonna say three ninjas because that has like that home alone style to it you know like where like uh the burglars try to break into their house yeah. and they're all set in those traps and stuff like that that's probably my favorite
1: yeah, I, I like the um, second one, and then, um I can remember the one scene because that's when they went to like uh, Japan or wherever, right? Yeah,
0: it's been forever, but I they went all over. I, wasn't there one with Hulk Hogan in it?
1: Yeah, that was um like Space Mountain yeah. or some shit like that. I don't. I, it, it was four. It was four. Three Ninjas movies. It was uh, a yeah. Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas kickback. Then they had a third. Um, all, knuckle up, wasn't it? Yeah, knuckle, knuckle up. up. And then they had the one yeah. with Hulk Hogan on Space Mountain or some shit like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hulk Hogan was in there, man. Yeah, but I think the first one's probably my favorite, I guess.
1: Look, I don't Rocky know. That's just one that stands out to, Did
0: you ever watch Surf Ninjas? Oh, you ever yeah. seen Surf Ninjas with Ernie Reyes and uh, Rob Schneider's and that, actually?
1: Yes, yes, I I, I do remember that. I, I need to, I'm, just, I'm trying to hunt those movies down on Blu-ray because I really want to add them to my collection. Yeah, dude,
0: that's, oh, man.
1: But what I remember now
0: like thinking back.
1: go ahead. What I remember most about uh three ninjas kickback back when they they went to China or Japan or whatever, when they was doing the martial arts tournament and they was dressed up in the geese and everything. And damn he was yeah. fighting a girl and he didn't know it. My favorite move Oh
0: yeah, dude, she whooped him, dude. She yeah. whooped him, right?
1: Yeah, my favorite, yeah. my favorite move out of that whole fight scene is like when he came up behind her and he wrapped his arms around her and she damn brought her foot up kicked him in the face and then she damn like dove on the back and kicked him in the face again. I was like, damn, I can remember doing, I
0: need to go back and watch those movies, man. They're so good.
1: Cause I can remember doing, um, wrestling training and everything. And I would try to incorporate that in my move set way I could. Like I had somebody come up behind me, and grab me. I would stomp the foot, bring the leg up and then I would just fall back and <laughs> kick him in the face again.
0: I remember, listen, I don't I don't suggest this or anything like that. But I remember when I was probably like eight or nine years old we had a trampoline. And so me and then you know, a couple of the neighbor neighbor kids would come over to my house in the back and uh we were like trampoline sparring so we're like fighting while we're jumping on a trampoline and stuff like that. And so uh it didn't last long because, you know, if you kick somebody, dude they go flying and it's a big drop to the bottom. <laughs> But I just remember, like, being out in the yard and stuff like that with my friends. And we're trying to choreograph and rehearse and recreate all the fight scenes that we saw from, you know, like, you see Mortal Kombat growing up, oh, right? Yes. You know, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just trying to recreate all that stuff. So <clears throat> I think that's, you know, I that was probably my biggest motivation, like, to do acting was just to kind of, like, you know, do stunt stuff, you know, like, all the fight scenes and everything like that. So I think that's what, what I really want to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had really no formal training, but I always wanted to do it. Yeah. I mean, I had a whole group of friends. We would That's all we would do. We would watch wrestling and goddamn kung fu movies. And I can remember um, going to one of my friends' house. They used to live in this apartment complex. And, um, like, most of the days his parents would be gone, it would just be all of us in there. And we would watch kung fu movies, play Killer Instinct, and watch wrestling. And damn. Um, Dude, I remember Killer Instinct we just be in there freaking Kung fuing the shit out of each other. I mean, like we going hard. I mean, like I'm really trying to spin kick a motherfucker, like on the couch. <laughs> I remember, So I, th-
0: I don't like, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I remember I threw my hip out trying to do a damn heel kick or some shit.
0: <laughs> so when I was a kid, I, dude, I hadn't been, I, I don't know. I'm thinking like third grade or something, but, uh, there's a, a judo throw. It's called, um, it's called Tomonagi. Uh, and so I don't, I know you probably don't recognize the name, but essentially it's like where the guy's coming at you, put a foot up on the hip and you, and you, and you fall back and oh, yeah, then yeah, you, yeah. you know, throw them over. And so, well, anyway, so what me and, well, what, it was my uh, great idea. We took our mattress off the bed and I kind of slanted up towards the wall and I had my brothers run at me and I would just throw them about <laughs> 10 feet into the mattress, man. And, uh, and I used to do that for hours and hours and hours and then, I just remember, dude, I kicked the shit out of my part of my language. I kicked the shit out of my brother once. I remember, I don't know what I was watching, dude, but I saw this move in the movie where the guy threw the kick, and the guy caught it, and while that dude had his leg, he, like, jump spin, he'll kick the other dude in the face. So one day I was like, and keep in mind, I was with my little brother. He was, like, two years younger than me, so, you know, there was a definitely a big height difference. But uh, I was like, here, dude, hold my leg. I didn't even tell him what was happening. I was like, hold my leg, I want to show you something. <laughs> and so... He held my leg, dude, and I like just like did this jump kick, popped him right in the face, and dropped him. I was like, "Oh shit!" I just, that dude, I remember I got my ass busted for that. That was no, no bueno, man.
1: Oh man, I, I remember doing something similar to that, like the the what you call that, the Toronago or whatever the fuck.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing, man. Um, one thing that you know that that I know now is that so many different places call different techniques different things. But yeah, tornado kick is probably what you're referring to. But I've heard you know tornado kick uh, you know people call it hurricane kick or wheel kick yeah. or jump 360 round. I've I've heard, I've heard it called different things but I know what you're talking about tornado kicks
1: yeah yeah but like the roll thing that you was talking about um I've seen it on wrestling somebody we call it a monkey flip and um I want to try it so at our house you know what I mean at my parents house when I was younger you know my nephews and my cousins would come over there and what my father did we had a open open front porch on the house and what he did, yeah. he he enclosed it, so you know he walled it off and everything, and he just made it a you know another room in the house. So yeah. the win he hadn't covered up the window yet. So if you <laughs> sitting in the living room, they had this big ass window, and you could see outside on the um the porch in this other room or whatever. So we would go out there and play, and they had a couch out there, and we would just jump off the couch do elbow drops and leg drops and all kind of other wrestling moves. So I'm I'm standing with my back toward the arm of the couch and you know the couch is behind me and I had my um, nephew run at me and I did that same shit. You know I grabbed him by the shirt and I put my feet in his stomach and I rolled backwards over the arm of the couch and I flung him over me and his knees went into the window. (laughs) Oh I mean, it, it didn't cut him up real bad. I think we only broke, like, one pane out of the window. But still, we were just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck it around, man. I got my ass whipped. I rem-
0: Dude, I- okay, so this – all right, when I was a kid, when I wasn't in- – and I probably went to karate like two, three times a week, you know, and each class was like 40, 40 minutes to an hour. But, you know, martial arts just consumed my life, you know. Uh, I mean, I didn't walk around in like a kung fu uniform or anything like that, or you know, wasn't like did that. But but so when I was when I was at home, we lived in the my dad had a house kind of like back. It was like private, you know, you had to drive down like this private lane to get to the house. But there's you know, we lived in like rural Missouri area, so there's like a bunch of trees and everything like that. So back behind the house, you know, and all the in the woods and stuff like that, I would create like this, my, what I thought was like my own little ninja training camp, you know what I mean? And so, um, I remember there's this old barn back behind my house and uh, I used to go in there and like try to do flips off like the hay bales and stuff. Well, anyway, so, uh, growing up, I used to do all kinds of different, um, training regiments. I thought, you know, I'd run through gravel and stuff cause I thought it was going to toughen up my feet and, you know, and, uh, <laughs> You know, just all kinds of whatever in my mind I thought would make me, like, this great martial arts master is what I used to try to do. So um, I didn't have, like, a punching bag or anything like that. Um, But I used to hear, like, rumors from, like, you know, like, my uncles and stuff. they talk about how, like, oh, when they were – when they trained, they would kick trees and they would, you know, walk on coal. You know, they'd say all kinds of crazy things. But so what I did was is I, um, I needed to create some sort of, like, heavy bag or something that I could kick and practice on. So I took an old sock and I filled it up with, like, gravel. And I put, you know, so I had, like, my own, like, little small punching bag out of, like, this giant, you know, sock. And then I took um, a two-liter bottle of soda, and I filled it full of, uh, you know, rocks and everything like that. And I took, like, some paracord, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, And so, yeah, so I, you know, I tied, like, this little... Makeshift, you, you know, punching bag with out of a sock. And I threw it over a, a low hanging tree branch and I could adjust the height on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I could make it higher or lower and keep in mind, I'm out in the middle of the woods and you know, my dad doesn't know where I'm at right now. And so I adjust it and I, and I start, you know, practicing tornado kicks on this back. So I'm doing these jump spin kicks. And, and so anyways, what happened was is like the second or third kick, you know, I'm, I'm going higher and higher and higher. And so I'm, I get to like where my, where, um, where my max is and i throw the kick and i kick above the sock and it hits the rope and so the sock swings around my foot oh, and no. literally boom like traps me there. i'm hanging upside down <laughs> like with my head six inches above the ground hanging just by my ankle dude i thought i was gonna die it was like the most excruciating pain i had to like crawl up my leg just to try to get the branch man i thought i was gonna die in the woods
1: <laughs> that's some real homo yeah, uh, shit right there
0: no, for real. I didn't tell my dad about it. I thought, like, the first thing in my mind was like, my legs gonna lose circulation, and I'm gonna get my foot chopped off, or a bears gonna come eat me. I didn't know, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I learned my lesson the hard way.
1: Motherfucking bear. Where, where'd you um? Where'd you live in Missouri?
0: Um, I grew up in Arcadia Valley, which is probably like 45 minutes south of St. Louis. Okay. Um, so it yeah, it's like it's a small town. I think population like. Maybe three, four thousand people.
1: Well, shit, that's more than Wayne'sville, Missouri.
0: I don't even know how many people are. I've never heard of Wayne'sville.
1: Well, that's where the um, Ar- army base is, Fort Leonard Wood.
0: Oh yeah, oh you. Oh, I've heard of Fort Leonard Wood. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, that's where I was. Yeah, no.
0: Well, the Ar- Arcadia Valley isn't like one big town. It's basically like three smaller towns put together. <laughs> um, they're super close to each other. You know, you you just. I don't know why they don't just make it one town, but they call it Arcadia Valley, but it's three small towns. There's like Pilot Knob, Ironton, and Arcadia. And so um, Pilot Knob has like 600 people. Ironton has like 2,000 people, and Arcadia probably has like another 1,500 people. I don't know exactly what the demographics are now, but um, but yeah, it was a small town.
1: Arcadia sounds like gone, uh, where they do fight tournaments at. So we're going to Arcadia.
0: You know, what's funny, man, is um, if you get a chance, Google Elephant Rock State Park. Um, and uh, we used to go there as a kid, but man, it's just like these giant boulders of rocks, like these mammoths of different rocks that you could climb on and you climb in between and like the rocks are pushed together and, you know, they make their own little tunnels and, and stuff like that, dude. It's pretty cool. We used to go out there and, and again, you know, I'm a kid thinking this is extra ninja training and stuff like that. So <laughs> I'm out there as much as I can. Trying to develop my
1: craft, you know. We interrupt the podcast you were listening to to talk about another podcast. My name is JD Blute, and along with my wife Crises, we are the Crises versus Blute show. Your world intergender tag team champions of the world. We're a comedy podcast focused on our misguided lives, a little bit of fun, and we throw in some wrestling and horror chat for good measure. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Tune in, Google Play Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from. So please don't forget to check us out. I mean, I think we all did that. I I can remember once upon a time. I mean, I didn't start as young as you, but the little bit of uh, martial arts training that I had, I, I think I did Taekwondo or some shit like that. I was, I started 17, 16 to 17 years old. And I didn't stay with it long. I mean, I went in there. I got got the basics down, you know, but I, (laughs) my sensei was big as fuck. I ain't talking about big like muscular. I'm talking about big as in fat. His damn belly hung over his damn freaking belt and everything. His gi was snug, but he could still do a full split. He was still flexible as shit, which it boggled my mind how he was this big of a man could still do all that shit. So I mean, it was an experience. I mean, I I got the basics down, the stances, you know, how you hit with your hand and the palm of your hand, yeah. the ball of your foot, and everything. And um, I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of put all that together with all the years of like how you saying, mar martial arts training on my own, just now watching all these yeah. crazy movies and rolling around on the ground with my friends, finding out what hurts. <laughs> and yeah. Um,
0: you, you know, for me growing up, like when I was taking lessons, you know, it was all fun. It was very structured a lot, you know, all fundamentals and things like that. But, you know, um, and, you know, in my head, I was like, Oh, I, I need more, you know, I, they weren't teaching me no spin kicks because, well, for one, I was probably an uncoordinated little kid, you know what I mean? And so that was for the advanced kids, but I see all the, you know, I'm like 10 be- below the age of 10. And I'm seeing like all these 16 and 17 year you old know, kids, like, doing all these crazy spin kicks and stuff like that and so you know and uh that wasn't part of the curriculum for my class obviously but i'd go home and i'd try to emulate it and things like that and, but i'm surprised i'm not dead like you know uh, <laughs> nowadays they have you know they have extreme martial arts and they have you know the the level of sport martial arts is crazy now like, yes you know like if you watch like steve tarada and all those guys that like do the extreme performance type stuff when i was a kid You know, if you could do a backflip, dude, you were on the demo team, you know what I mean? But now, um, these guys are doing like, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, um, but, so I remember being 14 years old and I learned how to do backflips on the trampoline. I couldn't do them on the ground just yet. And I wanted to do backflips so bad because to me, martial arts wasn't about uh, defending yourself. It wasn't about discipline. It was about looking cool. And (laughs) I mean, that was my, my whole image of martial arts as a kid. So you know if I wanted to learn how to do all these flips and everything like that and uh so I learned how to do a back flip and front flip on trampolines. and then what I did is I took it you know to the pool and I would stand on the edge of the pool and I would flip off the pool and I noticed that I was getting all the way around before my feet were even going to the water, so what I did was is I would start uh you know uh doing flips off of things like picnic tables and and dumpsters and things like that and so um I remember looking back you know uh I would, we would be at, at the school, you know, um, goofing off on the school grounds and we'd go behind the school and I'd climb up on a dumpster. This is probably like a, you know, five foot, six foot dumpster, whatever it is. I'd climb on the very edge and I would flip off. I never ate shit though. I'm so lucky. I never ate it. I never got hurt or doing anything like that. But now looking back, I'm like, damn, dude, that was so stupid. I could have died, (laughs) you know? And, um, uh, and I had broken boards before, you know, like in in karate, you break boards and stuff like that. And, um, and I seen the older kids break bricks, and but you know I never had permission to break bricks or anything like that. You know that was meant. They didn't teach you that. That was you know uh, that was just old. That was like the secret ninja stuff that you know they didn't teach the kids. But so what I did was when I was like 16, is I went to the Home Depot store and I oh, I bought man. some bricks. Man, <laughs> took them out to the side of my house, and me and my friends are just practicing breaking these bricks. My dad's throwing a huge fit. You're gonna break your damn hand. And sure enough, man, I, I think I did. Um, I jammed it really bad. Like, my wrist had swollen up super bad, dude. And um, I learned my lesson from that. But um, but I started breaking bricks again after. But
1: <laughs> I said, I ain't going to let this damn shit deter me. I'm going to break this goddamn brick. Yeah.
0: He, well, so, you know, like at first, like most people think like, oh, breaking a brick, dude, that sounds super impressive. And it is if people don't do martial arts, but, you know. Um, the bricks were probably about two inches thick, nine inches in width and about eight, 16, 18 inches long. So, um, but you know, bricks are so porous, you know what I mean? Um uh, I mean, if they're wet, dude, they're super hard to break. They're even thicker because that moisture gets in there because we of a solid, but you got a brick that's been out in the sun all day, your average Joe can go up and you can just, you know, hit the brick. If you set the brick up how it's supposed to be set up right, yeah you know, the brick doesn't have any other option but to break it. I mean, you have to commit for sure. You have to commit because if you don't, you know, you're going to break your hand. But, you know, breaking one brick is easy. But, you know, we were stacking five or six or seven of these bricks up, dude, and we're just busting through them with our elbows and stuff. And, yeah, man, I I kind of self-taught on brick breaking. I mean, I understood, you know, like at 16 I understood, you know, the 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 – the dynamics and the mechanics of, of breaking. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of figured it out and played with it on my own and, and yeah, I'm glad I'm not dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, that was my whole thing or whatever. I just like, I, I guess I was trying to shortcut everything. I just went in there and I tried to learn the basics and I was just going to build my own thing from the basics that I learned. <laughs> Cause I mean, when, yeah. I, when I got into the military, I mean, they taught us, you know, some more basic things and everything, and um, have a belt system in the within um the Marine Corps. I'm pretty sure they have it in other branches of the service, but we got a McMap program. Yeah,
0: it's McMap, right? McMap. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I was able to achieve a black belt in that, but I would never do the instructor trainer shit and all this extra junk because I didn't want to get my ass whipped no more than I had to. <laughs> yeah, dude. I,
0: you know, I heard. You know, I have a buddy that is a going for a staff sergeant in the marine corps right now but um you know he was telling me about the mcmap program and he was like you know the first couple belts are kind of easy to get through but that black belt test and that instructor test is basically like a week long of them kicking your ass
1: yes it is i mean shit yeah he he is absolutely right because i mean the first three levels like all the way up until i think green brown green brown and black is when it gets hard but like the ones before that like the the tan the gray and everything i mean it's basically the the stances the um, scheme of maneuvers i mean how you move your feet when you're advancing forward backward side to side um how to properly strike and then um when you go to the second level belt i mean it's just remediation of the first belt plus some moves and then the next one is remediation of the first two belts plus some moves and then you get up into yeah the brown going toward black and you freaking damn sparring and and doing remediation and doing endurance and all kind of other crazy shit. By the time you get to black, it's you fucking wore the fuck out. Then you got to remediate on everything below that. And if you're an instructor trainer, just fuck your couch. You damn, <laughs> they putting you through hell. You running with your gear on, you fucking crawling, you sparring, you doing all kind of crazy shit. Dude, that
0: actually sounds kind of fun, but uh, I think you would like it. I don't I, know. I'm not me. <laughs> you know. Let me let me say. So in 2010, you know, I was teaching out of Phoenix, Arizona, and I was teaching at this. Um, okay, so a little bit about me. You know, I grew up doing karate and everything like that, and it um, and um, traditional weapons and stuff. And then when I was um, 17, 18 years old, I kind of I got introduced to um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And what happened was, I was teaching at this karate school. And then I uh, I got I got a job um, they hired me on as doing like this after school program so they would bring kids there and I would give them a small little martial art lesson for five and six year olds and and so anyways and so I would show up around noon just because you know I was already done with my morning classes and everything like that and um so this guy came in and his name was uh, Ben Pitchford and and Al Hornick and um, they were. I guess, a re- I don't know what they did, uh, like real estate or something. So they would come in on their lunch break and they would use the mats, to roll. And I had wrestled in high school a little bit. So, and I remember I was probably like 165 and, and Ben uh, was like 145. Right. And Ben said, like, Hey man, you want to, you want to wrestle with us? And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, I will kill you little guy, <laughs> Right. And at that time, you know, I had no Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu experience. And at that time, you know, uh, I don't think Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was like super everywhere. Now it's everywhere, man. Um, but I remember at, at that time when I first started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I was like 17, 18 years old. And I remember there was only like one Jiu Jitsu black belt in that whole state. Cause I remember people just, you know, were talking about, but anyway, so Ben was like a third stripe on his blue belt. And so he had about three years of experience. and and I think out of the state, he was like ranked like number four or something. I forget what, what it was. This was so long ago, man. And, uh, Dude, he just whooped my ass over and over and over again. And so, uh, you know, I had this false sense of security because I had did, you know, traditional, you know, I, you know, I did karate, but it wasn't like the type of sparring we did wasn't like taekwondo point sparring. It was like full contact karate. If you, you know, if you look up like, you know, karate videos and stuff like that, you'll see the type of sparring I'm talking yeah. about. So it's still full contact, but, you know, um But, uh, so I guess I had like this false sense of security, like, oh man, you know, I'll be able to handle myself in any situation. And then, you know, I'm 18, 18 years old, what, however, I don't remember exactly when it was, but, you know, I got this little guy who was a blue belt and, you know, he's just choking my ass out. And I was like, damn dude. So I got hooked on jujitsu from then on out. And so, um, fast forward a little bit, I got a job offer. Um, in Phoenix, and I took up, and it happened to be a jujitsu slash muay thai slash krav maga slash they had all and karate. They had different programs there. They originally hired me on to teach the karate program, and and since I had a little bit of jujitsu experience and 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 muay thai experience, um, you know, um, uh, they hired me on, no problem. But you know, the instructor, the main guy, kind of took me under his wing, and you know, we were training, um, you know, six hour days, and then we were teaching in the evenings. You know what I mean? And so, well, anyways, um. You know the the owner. He was like uh this. He was all into Krav Maga, right? Like that was that was one of his like extra programs, like this Krav program. And so he would you know teach me and the other instructors. Hey guys, listen, tonight we're going to do escape from a front choke, and this is how I want you to do it. And we would drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it, drill it until you know we got really comfortable with it, and then we would teach it for the next two weeks. And so I think in 2000, anyway, so that was a long time ago. And, but and fast forward, we did that for a few years now, 2010, he's like, Hey, listen, I want to add CROV as a program. I, you know, CROV was starting to get really popular. Um, uh, he was like, I want to add it as a program. I think at that time in Phoenix, there was maybe like two CROV schools. One was in Scottsdale and one was somewhere else, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, and he was like, in order for us to offer this as a program, you know, you had to be certified. Yeah. Like, yeah, no problem. So he contacted John Whitman, who um, is like the founder of Krav Maga Alliance. And I don't know what he's doing now, but it, John Whitman and um, Darren Levine, I think I'm saying his name right. They literally wrote the book on Krav Maga. Like if you look at, you know, they, they're like the, the, the main guys responsible for spreading Krav and everything like that. And so anyways, um, he's like, Don, um, we're going to associate with, you know, John's affiliation. And he was like, they offer this instructor certification course. Um, they don't teach you the moves. You have it's basically like this four day long test. You know, you have you know you sign up for it, and um, you have to do like this video interview first. And like during the video interview, you're, like you're teaching three different techniques, and then you have to do some some bag and mitt work. And so they basically John pre screens you over video at first to make sure that you make the cut because he don't want like a bunch of I guess retards in there that, that are going to slow <laughs> yeah. down the program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, uh, at that time, I had never done like an official crop class. I had only learned the crop techniques from my instructor, but I knew what was going to be, what we were going to be tested over and everything that we were going to be tested over for our instructor certification, I knew how to do. So we show up at, we, you know, we drove out to Culver city, um, California um, to John's school, you know, to start this instructor course, dude. And it was, I don't know if it was three or four days, but they were like eight, ten hours days, and they were just kicking our ass the whole time, dude. I think we had to like duck walk the mat, like, Ooh, and this sucks. is like we did like a two hour warm up, right? And so when we're all super gassed, that's when they start testing you on all the techniques. I'm like, you're kidding me, dude? And so like by the end of the first day, my hand was so swollen, dude. I couldn't even close my fist, right? Fuck. And like, um. Uh, dude. Anyways, I'm, I have ADD, so I'll go all over the place a lot. So you have to forgive me. But do it. by the end of those, by the end of the fourth day, dude, like, dude, I was beat the fuck up, man. John had literally like, there was. I remember this one technique, right? It was an escape from a headlock. And the escape is when the guy comes around, you step forward, boom, you and initially you just hit him in the groin like five or six times, bump, 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 before you do the escape, right? Damn. And so, John, I was lucky enough to get told to come up, and I was going to be the attacker. So John John Whitman, right, the main guy that's doing the certification, right, he was like, hey, you know, you attack me, don't let go. And I was like, all right, I'll hold on. So, boom, I grabbed John at a headlock, and, dude, he probably hit me in the nuts like 20 times. It felt like it was like a speed bag, right, and all of a sudden, like, this pain, I was like, oh, dude, I almost threw up on the mat, and, like, he just, and, like, that was, like, day two. I, dude, I thought I had to go to the hospital over that. Like not even light pretending, you know, like not even like demonstrating like John was full force and I didn't see this, but the guy that was with me, like, yeah, dude, the last seminar, I went to with John, I literally saw John pick up this 200 pound man and just drop him on his head onto the concrete asphalt outside. I was like, fuck that dude. I was like, what kind what did I get myself into? My instructor was there at the same time. He took me and me and him both were, he was like renewing his certification and I was just getting my certification. And, uh, I looked at him, and I was like, what did you get me into? Because I was under the assumption that everyone else, um, you know, I just thought everybody, for they were already martial art instructors, and they were looking to, you know, get their certification, but no, dude, I was in with a group of guys that were like hardcore, 10 plus years of Krav training, you know, and I have like this, there's this, I got partnered up with this little girl, I don't, I say little girl, but dude, she was probably like 5'3", she was an adult, and she's like cussing at me, she's like, come on, hit me, pussy. I'm like, what? Like, she has, like, the bag. You know, she's holding the bag and stuff like that. And she's like, come on, hit it harder. And, like, yelling at me, calling me, like, a faggot and shit. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with this girl? Like, it was, anyways, the point of story is that crap, my gosh, shit super intense, bro. I was like, damn. Man, you. Sorry, dude. I'm all over the place, Rob. You know, I'm sorry, man. Yeah,
1: it's, it's good. I mean, you better than me, dog. Because, I mean, I did what I did as far as um, my martial arts training in the, in the Marine Corps. Because, I mean, that ways in on your promotion so i was just trying to breeze through these belts and you know get it done so i wouldn't have to because um, i mean they expect you to be a certain belt by a certain rank so i tried yeah. to get to black as fast as i could so i wouldn't have to do it anymore and my, yeah my, my body uh my body yelled at me for a little while but i mean i got through it and i didn't have to do that shit no more <laughs>
0: Dude, I tell you what, man, so when I first got there for, for the crop thing, when I, when I did my first instructor certification, at the be- I was already planning out on coming back, like, and, like, six months later to do my next, um, my level two instructor certification. I was like, all right, you know what, um, I had laid it all out, similar to what you're doing. I was like, you know, I wasn't super interested in crop at the time, but, you know, my instructor was like, listen, dude, you, you got to you gotta get your credentials. You got to do this stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So I'm like, all right, I can get to level three by this time or, or whatever and so um so dude like literally my first my first hour in there I was like yo, yeah dude this is the most fun I never want to do again but uh <laughs> but you know John was like listen I, you know I treat you guys differently than I do students like he literally did like this intense you know crash course workout like dude we were non-stop man it was nuts but I remember that say oh super funny Rob that same girl I was just telling you about, that was like, hit me, hit me, hit me, right? I'm like, at that time, I think I was like 5'10", 165 pounds. You know, I am still bigger than her, right? Well, my instructor is like 6'2", 220 pounds, right? He got partnered up with her, and we're doing leg kicks. And no pads, nothing, right? Ugh. We're just, boom, supposed to be dropping bombs on each other. I, I don't know what the purpose of, of the – I don't remember what the purpose of it was. Some sort of conditioning training for that segment. You call that but, body hardening. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And so, Jerry, my instructor, dude's like 6'2", right? Gets partnered with this little girl, and and she's like, she's trying to, you know, she's kicking Jerry, but she don't know. Jerry's got 40 plus years of martial art experience, and, you know, and she's got like 2 or whatever. She's kicking on what she thinks is hard, and, and Jerry's trying to be nice. He's trying to kill this this little girl. And by girl, I mean, like she's probably early 20s or whatever, but, and so, she she starts doing the same thing to Jerry. And I didn't see this. Jerry told me this, but, He's like, because I told him what she did to me. He goes, oh, she's doing the same thing to me. And he's like, I'm kicking her light, you know. He's just barely touching her in the in the leg, you know, so she don't so she don't get hurt. She starts calling him names and shit. So he drops her ass like he kicks her like he'd kick a full grown man in the leg. Boom. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, I buckled that bitch, bro. She kept calling me names, calling me a pussy, telling me kick her harder. He's like, so she asked for it. and I gave it to her. Man. I was like, damn, dude but he's like yeah dude she didn't ask me for no more of that
1: <laughs> yeah this is right like one of them girls would be like choke me when you're fucking and he's like choke me and I'd be like, oh oh sorry i don't like, oh
0: yeah dude they're like you know this ain't harder deeper and you're like shit dude I'm going as hard as i can <laughs> you're gonna like, have an asthma attack <laughs> hey well hey rob i gotta hop off here buddy i gotta um i had to start heading into work and everything like that but um yeah uh it was really good talking to you thanks for having me on your podcast man i appreciate it and Sorry, I was kinda all over the place, dude. My sometimes I get carried away with one thing and I don't ever finish. But I still appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. That's what this is for. And um anytime you want to come back on, we can do it again.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. Hey, I'll um if you want any information about um uh that place I was telling you about or um or that project I'm working on, I'll send it to you. Sweet. And then uh you let me know if you want it on or not, okay? Yeah, no problem. All right, man, you take
1: care, buddy. You have a good day. All right, you too. And that was another episode with my man James Marler. Hope I'm pronouncing your name wrong. (laughs) Well, I'm not hoping I'm pronouncing it wrong. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I'm all flustered. Reason being is I just recorded this uh, marvelous outro for the podcast and I forgot to hit the motherfucking record button or I hit the record button and I guess I hit something on the keyboard and it stopped it. So I was sitting there rambling and talking my motherfucking head off and I got damn. The recording wasn't even going on. I happened to look down at my fucking levels and everything, and the shit wasn't moving. So, yeah. Boo-boo on me. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, what I was saying is I got a couple of episodes that's still back in the archive that I'm trying to bring to the forefront. Um, As you know, this episode was recorded back in November. I think it was either before or after Thanksgiving that it was done. So, I got a couple more episodes that I have like that. I think, I suppose. But, you know, my situation has changed in my personal life. I'm starting work soon, so I don't know how my podcasting schedule is going to be. So I've been trying to stockpile episodes on top of episodes so I can have something I can pull out my back pocket to put out there and everything. And, man, I appreciate my past guests, my future guests to come Um, today on Royal Rumble Day. Is uh, I'm gonna have uh Jesus Gonzalez from the Horrible Gamers podcast on the show. I've been on his podcast, I tag team with him on Sean's podcast, take a drink, and you know now I'm gonna have him on my show, which will uh, be pretty cool. And seeing that it's Royal Rumble Sunday, I'm gonna make my I'm gonna call my shot. Finn Balor is coming back, and he's gonna win the Rumble. I know there's um stuff still going around about his um physical status he might not be able to make it back for the rumble but i'm still gonna call it anyway because i do what i want and it's all make-believe anyway so i'm calling finn balor for the win for the royal rumble today so i mean depending on when you listen to this it'll probably be (laughs) a late ass prediction or the time would pass and you could have you can prove me wrong but hopefully i'm right (laughs) And I want to win that damn, the pay-per-view pool with, um, the secret transmission and everybody else, which I probably won't because I did horrible as fuck on the NXT pay-per-view last night, which I thought was kind of okay. Um, I, ha- I kind of missed the beginning of it and I got a thing to where if I don't catch something from the beginning, I you, I lose interest in it. So I might probably have to revisit it. Uh, we got new tag champs. Sorry if I'm spoiling things for you. And, um, the Nakamura and Bobby Roode match was okay and, I uh, didn't like the outcome. I won't spoil that. And, uh, but it is what it is. I'm not booking the motherfucking show. So yeah, but my future guests I got coming up. I got some in the archive. I got a uh, Nate the great uh, met that dude through Twitter and, um, the pipe bomb with McCool and company podcast. He's a wrestling fan and a podcast fan. And I thought it would be cool to have someone of that ilk on my podcast just to shoot the shit with. And that podcast is predominantly talking about wrestling and everything like that. So, I mean, it's a treat for you if you like the pro wrestlings, Because I do. I do. I like it a lot. Also, um, as we speak, I already said Jesus. He's talking to Jesus today. And hopefully this is the last time I do this shit. Because the same thing happened again. (laughs) I freaking... uh, hit the, the record button and I was recording and it stopped because I had a certain section highlighted on my, my, um, my board here. So it stopped at the highlighted section. It was cut the recording off. So my bad <laughs> future guest, uh, creature is He's a wrestling fan and a cosplayer. And this dude do some good work. Um, I met him through the who lives last production and I'm gonna have him on the podcast here pretty soon. Um, Check his shit out. You can find him on Instagram at Creature Isidoro. That's I-S-I-D-O-R-A. Um, dude is cool. And he had a pseudonym on the movie production because they told us to give fake names and shit. So his name was Kenny Styles because he loves Kenny Omega and he loves uh freaking AJ Styles. Also, I got a Fatal 5-Way podcast Royal Rumble pay-per-view match. Featuring myself, Zyme, Tony Rager, and both of the Wrestling Junkies again. So look forward to that coming up here in the future. And what did I say? The Naked Porch Podcast. I forget what the recording cut off. I'm going to be trying to get with them to do some recording and whatnot next weekend. And, you know, I got a couple of things lined up. I got some in the backlog. I'm also going to be bringing out. So look forward to all that stuff. <sighs> Podcasting. Got to love it. Hey. And um, before I go ahead and sign out, well, I mean, I was gonna do it anyway. But hey, man, I got a um, crowdfunding thing. It's similar to Patreon. I do it through Podbean. So if you want to contribute to the show to help it grow and expand and everything, that'll be pretty cool. I mean, I don't have any crazy tiers or anything. I only have um, a dollar, uh, three dollars, and five dollars. That's the highest it goes. Five dollars. And you get some cool incentives. I mean, go on check it out. It's on my Podbean page. And you can also find it on the randomrobcast.com website. Randomrobcast. Got merchandise and all kinds of other ways you can support the show as well. And if you don't want anything in return, just hit the donate button. That's always cool. But as always, you can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and all kinds of general shenanigans, that's the account you follow me on. The show has a Twitter account and you can follow that on Twitter at follow that at on Twitter at <laughs> wait for it. R R R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. And that's for updates on the show, guests and what have you. Also, as always, you can find me on Instagram. That's random ramblings W underscore Rob. And um, you can follow me as I walk through Walmart. I just left from Walmart not too long ago. That's why this recording ain't done on time as well, too, because I was in Walmart and I was updating you as well as to why it wasn't out on time. (laughs) Hey, it's Sunday, so it's I guess it's on time. It's just not early as it usually be. And so uh, hit me up on Instagram. Also, I got a Facebook page. Come on, share the love, post something random on it. You can post whatever you want as long as it's not illegal. And that about it. Big things coming up with the podcast, man. I love doing this stuff and I appreciate you for listening and I'll catch you next time.